Welcome to Locked On Marlins, guys. Loud Marlins fan is in the house, and we are going to be getting into looking at both offensive and some pitchers who we most excited about equally, who we most concerned about heading into the 2023 season. There's some WBC fallout, plus more general feelings and thoughts around spring training. All on today's Locked On Marlins. You are Locked On Marlins, your daily podcast on the Miami Marlins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Greetings from England and welcome to Locked On Marlins. This, of course, is your daily Marlins podcast. I'm your host, Peter Pratt. Hit me up on Twitter at Miami Marlins underscore UK. It is your team every day. And thanks for making Locked On Marlins your first listen of the day. Uh, hit subscribe wherever you get your pods. Also, head over to the YouTube channel. Hit subscribe there too. Even if you don't watch YouTube all the time, head over there, hit subscribe. We are trending upwards in the subscriber count. 1,000 is the is the target. We're about 500 at the moment. So by opening day, we may have 510. I don't know. Anyway, uh, welcome to the show. And I'm delighted to welcome back to the show, LMF, Loud Marlins fan. Chase, how we doing, brother? Doing all right, Pete. Spring training's coming to an end. Just over a week left. And then we're in the season. Can't wait. Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. It's, it, it's funny, right? Because we've had this WBC competition rolling along for the past couple of weeks it's kind of distracted as a touch um from the traditional spring games now all of a sudden wbc is done we now turn our attention fully into spring training and the real of the final tune-ups and the build-up to to opening day before we get into spring the marlins the roster opening day etc etc just in terms of wbc mate how was it for you you're based in the states i'm based in the uk my experience likely different to yours uh, what was your take on the overall uh, competition uh, and, and how it was perceived over there in the States? It was all positive, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, anytime you can get competition together from a national stage, it's going to garner attention and whatnot. And those who love baseball love the WBC. It, 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 it's if they gathered attention from others, which would be great, and hopefully they did, to make it better in 2026. But overall, it was a wonderful experience. I didn't get an opportunity to make it down to any of the games. was invited to a few, just didn't work out timing-wise. Yep. But it was nice, and I'm, I'm glad it was a success. Congratulations to Japan. Yeah, for certain. I mean, what an end. I mean, they, they literally... Literally, literally could not have scripted it any better with the Otani-Trout matchup in the final out, uh, with Otani obviously getting the final out on a strikeout uh, to Mike Trout, a swinging strike as well, I believe. There was a wild stat I saw as well. The Trouts only had, I don't know, 24 uh, outs, where there's been three swinging strikes for a strikeout. Absolutely insane. So Otani came up, but what a matchup, mate. What a way to end the WBC tournament there with that matchup. It's what they all wanted. Yeah. Everyone wanted. When they that final, what were they promoting? Trout versus Otani. Yeah. And somehow it happened. <laughs> exactly. The main thing for us, mate, as, as Marlins fans now, as we, we switch our focus, is the fact that the guys went to the WBC. And, you know, they only had five guys, I think, um, actually go to the tournament. Um, I think the, I heard on the Cardinals broadcast just now, the Cardinals had 17 players go to the WBC, which is absolutely wild and a testament to the depth in the Cardinals organization. But from a Marlins perspective, mate, everyone came back 
relatively healthy, a, a touch of a, a small issue, let's say, with uh, Johnny Cueto. But, you know, Sandy Reyes, uh, Mean Gene, uh, Lazardo, these guys, they all come back healthy. They, they slot straight back in. So for the Marlins, that's a big win, right? It's the outcome that you want with this competition so close to the opening season. Yeah. Uh, the players that got injured, now they're out for 10 weeks plus. Could miss the whole season for Edwin Diaz. And it just stinks. Yeah. Maybe there should be a different time to play the WBC. Mm -hmm. But as long as it's in spring, this is what's going to happen. And from a competition standpoint, I believe that I hope this or hope that it was a wake up call for the United States players that opted out. Mm -hmm. I want them to opt in because I want my country to win the next WBC. Yeah, this is it right now. The, the, the competitive juice is starting to kick in now where guys uh, that have been on the roster this time are saying this has been the best couple of weeks of my baseballing life for some of them. And these are the biggest moments in my life. Um, and there's other guys sitting at home that have decided not to play for their own reasons. Uh, but I'm I'm pretty sure that there's a a degree of guilt that sits in that decision, um, no doubt. Clearly, the Marlins as well, we felt that too. And I felt sorry for Jazz Chisholm Jr., the fact that, you know, he desperately, I think, wanted to play and represent Great Britain uh, and wanted to play shortstop for Great Britain. Uh, the Marlins then uh, exercised their, their right uh, by the rules and et cetera, et cetera. So Jazz was blocked from playing. So I felt sorry for Jazz, uh, but to the point that you made, um, you know, there's it's going to be interesting come 2026 to see who is opting in this time around. Like an Aaron Judge, I think, is a great example of a guy coming off an MVP campaign. You know, he really should have been there, right, for the USA. If if you look at John Carlos Stanton from the last one, the most comparable player to him mm. is Aaron Judge. You want that power in your lineup. And really, it's their personal decisions on what they do. I'm not going to judge either way. Mm. Um, but I, I, I hope that he's still in his prime in three years and he joins as for jazz, he's young enough where he'll get that opportunity to play for his team. And hopefully he's in good health when he does. Yeah, for certain. The big news out of it, for those that missed it is although, uh, the, the great British team, uh, didn't progress past the pool stage, they finished fourth in the pool, which was huge for Great Britain. It means they automatically qualify for 2026. No qualification requirements for Team GB. They are in. And Jazz Chisholm, I think, will already be talking to the marketeers, the jersey designers for the Great British uniforms heading into 2026. They caught some flack on those, no doubt. I think by the time we get to 26, Jazz will be there, and the the, the jerseys will have a serious amount of swag upgrading from 2023. Um, so we'll wait to see on that one. Um, as we transition away from the WBC, May, um, we look into spring. You know, the Marlins haven't been as affected with their roster through spring um, like some of the other clubs I mentioned because just haven't had that many players involved in the, the, the WBC. So what's been your assessment thus far of spring for the Marlins? It's, you know, it, it's pointless really looking at wins and losses, uh, but overall, your assessment thus far, you know, 22nd of March, so we're, we're just slightly over a week away from opening day. My overall assessment is they're not putting up runs. Um, the That's pitchers true. have been getting beat up for the most part. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, what, we're watching the game as we're doing this right now. 
while recording and Trevor Rogers has had it scoreless. So he's having a good game. That's a plus, right? You wanted yeah. to see how he would come out. Um, all these changes in positions is a little bit scary. I don't want to look into errors. I hate it. It's spring. It's the time to get it done, right? The only thing that matters is health and minus a little Quato issue right now. And a Nick Fortes uh, issue, you know, we're coming out healthy. So overall, that's my concern is the same as everyone else's. I'm not blowing up Twitter about it because right now it doesn't matter. Hmm. Give me a week from now when they do this in the first 10 games, then you'll hear from it. But until that's not going to happen, stay positive, guys. We got this. Yeah, staying positive is is the right approach. And I mean, it's it's funny you mentioned that. We're, uh, we're recording as the Marlins are playing. They are in the fifth inning right now against the Cardinals. Uh, as I look down at the at the box score, it looks a familiar one. Zero runs for the Marlins, five hits, but three errors. I mean, that has just been the situation. I, I haven't seen where the errors have come from, so I'm not certain um, where, where which positions and which players are involved. But um, Get it all out now. All Get them out now. Yeah, absolutely. Get all the errors. Do whatever absolutely. you have. Get it all out now. Exactly. I think I did see one. I think Coop stepped off the bag um, from a throw from Mean Gene at third after maybe Mean Gene mishandled one. But either way... Like you said, Chase, it's about getting it out now, right? This is the main thing for the Marlins in spring. It's just trying to get this defensive alignment, get them synced up together. I think that's the key thing. So many guys being asked to do things that they haven't done either before or for a long time, um, I think is the biggest transition for this team. Clearly, there's some kind of offensive challenges too. You mentioned the runs of, you know, they haven't put up a ton of runs. Um, but defensively, mate, what's... What's been the positives you've taken out of spring thus far on the defensive side? Is there anything you can talk to? Jazz Chisholm looks like he's learning how to catch a ball in the outfield. That's okay. a positive. Okay. Um, there's. I was at some of the spring games where, to me, again, not a professional. I don't, I'm not judging. It's the spring. But to me, some natural center fielders would have caught some of those balls that were either over Jazz or under Jazz yep. running in. So he's learning a new position. Now's the time to do it. So that's a positive. He's learning and getting better. Uh, Gene Segura, he's had a couple errors, couple, um, but he's also had some great plays at third. So he's learning. The positive is they're learning the positions and they have another week to do so. So that's your positive. They're getting better. Three errors today. It happens. It happens. Exactly. looks like there's been... Yeah, an error on Coop, an error on Segura, an, Evi, an error on Avi Garcia as well. So three errors there. Avicel Garcia as well being asked to play more left field this year. Is he in left field? He is in left field as well today. So he's predominantly played in right. If you remember when he was signed, it was talking about, hey, Avi actually can play center. We've never seen Avi in center or sniffed center. Uh, but he's asked to play in left field a touch more uh, this season. And uh, yeah, an error today. Haven't seen it, so I don't know. Um, but let's... Let's hit the pause button there. Let's do the first ad. And then let's also think about from a looking ahead perspective, who are we most excited about? Who equally do we have the biggest concerns about heading into the season? Uh, before we do that, guys, reminder, this episode is brought to you by our good friends over at FanDuel. And if you are watching, you will see the graphics are up and they are sexy. Uh, the NBA is heating up and it's the perfect time to download FanDuel. It is America's number one sports book. And if you are a new customer, then please listen up immediately. Uh, new customers, they get a no-sweat first bet. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. So 
All you need to do is download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. You can bet on everything in the NBA game. Some money line point scorers on the number of threes drained. Yes, sir. Plus, FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. All right. Absolutely nailed that ad, by the way. That was sensational. Love to see it. Um, <laughs> there's been a few of them that I've botched, no doubt. <laughs> I'm throwing down $1,000 on FanDuel. Let's go. Timer. Get that Let's free go. money, guys. Go for it. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So, Chase, as I'm, as I'm thinking about the season ahead, there's players that I'm really excited about. Really excited about. And I just wanted to... Get your take on, like, let's start with the the hitting side, the offensive guys. Who is who, who are you excited to be watching to see to see their progress? Um, there's many names we could talk to, but interested to get your take on this one. Let's be realistic here. The base of the Marlins fans have never seen Luis Arise play. No, we didn't watch the uh, Twins baseball. No. Watching him in the WBC lit a fire, right? A two-home run game in his new ballpark, that's the start. That's how you sell tickets. So from a fan's perspective, I'm looking forward to seeing how Luis Arise changes the uh, complexion of the team Mm. and how many runs we're going to score while he's he's, he's helping. Do you see him hitting leadoff? I know he hit in the three-hole for uh, Venezuela, which was obviously very effective. But do you see him leading off for the Marlins this year? I see him starting in one or two. One or two. Yeah, okay. And just talk to me about this. You mentioned the attendance. I think that was one of the, the big things that we saw and uh, has been talked about is clearly these WBC games in Miami packed out, sold out, rightfully so, stunning games. Um, it all got us dreaming, um, if you look at it on a positive front, about how the Marlins could emulate that in the future and how they could have that situation. Just trying to kind of talk to how you see maybe attendances, the uptick, are they going to stay flat? Is there going to be an uptick? Is it going to be a decline in 2023? How do you see things going here? I think April has the opportunity to have the largest draw since 2012, our first year in the ballpark. Okay. I think that, that world baseball classic and rightfully so created a buzz There were season ticket discounts for signing up for season tickets to get the WBC locked in. Right. Hopefully that does the buzz. And to the fans that are watching, the players that you saw in the WBC, some are on the Marlins. Mm -hmm. Some are on the teams that will come play the Marlins. Get to the ballpark. Watch the stars. There is no bigger competition than the Major League Baseball teams because all the stars are up here. That level is on every team. So there's my plug for you. Yeah, for sure, mate. And the one thing that's definitely been commented on since is the fact that um, the Marlins organization and the way it was organized, it was organized perfectly almost. And so the experience, the fan experience was amazing. And that didn't just include like at the ballpark and the game itself. The whole package, it felt like was being received really positively, which I think is, is a big thing. And that's one of the blockers, right? People go, oh, well, this is this is tough. Parking's tough. We don't want to do this, but you know, I think you strip that all away. Like they're just excuses, in my opinion. From what I read, for the most part, I'm on the Marlins Nation 
uh, Facebook group. It's the biggest group on Facebook of Marlin fans. Right. And um, if you go there, you'll see you'll be in chats with us. But the point being, they were all talking positive. The concessions, easy. There's always going to be lines, guys. Look, it's a stadium life. If you've ever traveled to see the Marlins, I go to see the Cubs, Denver. There's there's going to be lines. It's how fast they move. That was all positive. The parking was told to be great from what I saw, and you're just going to run into Miami traffic. But get to the ballpark early, and you won't worry about that. There you go. You're going to have to get to the ballpark early this year, guys, because the games are going to be shorter. So get there early, take it in, miss the traffic, you know, soak it all up, have an extra hot dog. It's all good. It's all it good. Is. It's funny. One of our fans that goes to a lot of games, uh, she um, ha- had always been late to baseball games. She can no right. longer be late anymore. She's pretty popular on, on our Twitter. So you'll know who I'm talking about. Yeah. But uh, she she's even going to be showing up early to get there on time. So it has it, to be done. Yeah. It has to be done. See, these new rule changes, everyone's got to adjust their adjust the way they approach baseball. Talk to me. So, Arias, I'm, I'm completely with you, mate. I am really bought into Luis Arias, and I think he just fully announced himself to Marlins fans uh, with that multi-home run game for Venezuela there at Lone Depot. Stunning. Uh, who are you concerned about, though, mate? I mean, there's a few guys there that we're looking to bounce back, but I won't bias you. Um, who are you most concerned about offensively uh, heading into 23? I mean, coming off last year, you got to worry about Solaire. Mm-hmm. Got to worry about Avi Sayul. Avi Sayul looked good in the beginning of spring, but it's spring. Maybe he's changing something up, learning something new. You can't yeah. really, you hope they get it out of their system now, learn it now. But they're the two that, as the former manager said, it runs through the big bats. Louis Rise, Jazz Chisholm. Jazz has pop no matter where. That opposite field pop, woo-wee. Yeah. But that, um, you're going to have it at the top. But you need the, them to get on base, and you need to bring those runs in. Cooper, can he get back to his pre-All-Star break level or All-Star uh, game level as last year? Will he bounce back? Mm. Those are your guys. Uh, the the uh, DLC. I'm looking forward to DLC this year. I hope he makes the team. He's kind of the odd man out right now uh, uh, against Jesus Sanchez. But DLC, he showed the pop in the, the I think it's the Dominican League uh, during the winter, and he he showed it last season in September, October. If he does well, he's going to be your starting outfield in some way, shape, or form. And I, I look forward to watching him grow. He's kind of. Other than the big names, he's my favorite player on this team. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people like DLC for you know for obvious reasons. So yeah, I'm I'm with you on that. And uh, for me, the the guy I'm clearly concerned about Hoy Soler, Abisel Garcia, just because they're so critical to the success of this Marlins offense. Like they really have to be firing um, to a decent degree if we're gonna uh, be winning a few more games than we did last year. I'm equally I'm concerned. Or nervous is one of the two ways about Joey Wendell at shortstop. Um, for defensive reasons, equally offensively, it's been a real, real slow start for him in spring too. But you know, Joey Wendell for me is one of the guys that I'm just nervous about. But you know, we'll see how it goes once we get into the kind of daily grind of baseball at shortstop. Does it play at short? I think it will. Um, what can the bat look like? Um, he had some really hot stretches last year but some really cold ones as well and he was hampered by injury as well so there's a lot of question marks with Wendell in such a premium position after the Marlins have decided to move on from from Miguel Rojas um you know I think all eyes will be on Joey Wendell so I'm very intrigued um go on mate sorry we'll see what happens with Iglesias uh 
coming behind him. You know, if yeah. he, he was brought in as a, a must need if Wendell doesn't perform. And I, I, I can see the franchise moving quickly, knowing this fan base, knowing how coming off, we're coming off two down downward seasons as far as expectations were concerned. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a quick trigger, hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I like the Marlins getting in another guy there that I think they can they can trust from a at a big league level rather than asking the prospects to come up and sit on the bench and play, you know, two of every seven games. You know, let's let the guys develop away from it. Glazius comes in, proven vet. We know he can handle the position. Um, and actually he can hit lefties too. Um, so for me, he makes a perfect platoon partner actually with Wendell. Wait to see if he makes the team. I do think um, my gut feel is that Iglesias is going to struggle to make this roster just because of the numbers. I just don't see how he can make it if the Marlins are going to carry five outfielders. Um, but we'll wait to see on that one. Um, let's get the final ad done, and then the, the same questions will apply to the pitching staff in terms of who we're excited for and equally who we're concerned about heading into the year. Uh, before we do that, though, guys, and you have the graphics to help you, it's uh, time to let you know about our good friends at the Ultimate Pro Baseball GM. Chase, this is certainly one for you, brother. I could see you being all over this. Um, and if you have, uh, have ever dreamed about becoming an MLB GM and managing your professional baseball franchise, well, this well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. You can manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You're responsible for hiring the right coaches and staff. We know all about that. Managing team finances. We know all about that too. Scouting and drafting players. We know all about that. Craig Mish blowing that up recently uh, on today's Twitter. Um, managing difficult personalities. We know about that too. Boy, oh boy. Any Marlins fan should be absolutely well-versed in all this. Uh, plus navigating your franchise through free agency and all the ups and downs of a season. All this in a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Baseball GM. It is completely free. Yes, sir. Free and playable offline, so you can play on the go as you want, when you want to. Locked On Marlins listeners get 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo Locked On in the game store, so make sure to check it out. To download the game, just visit probaseballgm.com or scan the code uh, on the screen right now or look it up on the app stores. That's probaseballgm.com. Ultimate Baseball GM, start your dynasty today. Wonderful, wonderful. Right, Oh, you just got a new user. <laughs> there you go. I knew you'd be all over this one, Chase. This is absolutely right up your street. Um, talk to me then about the the pitching staff there, mate. I, I know we clearly have Sandy Alcantara uh, heading the rotation, uh, but I mean, it could your answer could be Sandy, but who are you most excited about to see from the, the starting pitching core this year? When you're on top, you always want to see if you could stay on top. And For sure. Sandy's more than capable of doing that. I have no issues with him doing it. So, Sandy, yep. of course, you want him to succeed. And please, every fifth start, you should show up to see the Cy Young uh, pitch. Um, other than him, uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing how Cueto does as his mm -hmm. career goes into the twilight, right? You want to see how he performs. If he, He's had a rough spring. No. It, that's Am I worried about it? No. It's spring. But uh, you hope he comes healthy. Uh, and this little setback was just that, a little setback, minor. And yep. you see how he does. The last name I'm going to give you, I know we're uh, cranked on time as, as whatnot, but uh, biggest question mark of the season, not just the start, is Sixto Sanchez. Nope. Will he be back 
I haven't heard any negative coming out um, from what I've seen, unless you have, then I missed it. No. And I, I think he's on a track. Now, will he come in and be a bullpen arm and maybe solidify that closer, even though we have maybe like four potential closers right now? Or will he be the fifth or sixth starter that comes in and lights up like he did in 2020? That's the big question mark, positive, negative, looking forward to his return. So many questions about Sixto. Um, so, so many. And so, I'm, I'm, you know, it's going to be a storyline that we'll continue to track through 23. You know, we just pray that he can get onto a, onto a mound um, without, you know, further setbacks. We just hope Sixto can pitch again. That We're in that space right now, fundamentally, where there is a question mark about Will Sixto ever be able to pitch again properly at like professional baseball level? So with you on that, what about uh, who's who's got you most nervous on the from a, a pitching perspective this year? Uh, nervous uh, coming out is Cueto. Uh, okay, <laughs> I him to be great, but he's he had a rough spring and mm-hmm. he's uh, might have an injury. They traded Pablo Lopez knowing they had Cueto to back him up, so or coming into take up that starting role. So yeah. he's a big piece of what the offseason moves were and gave us that opportunity. So he's what I'm nervous about is if he's injured or will he be the third or fourth starter? That's something to look at too, where he is in the rotation. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, for me, just to kind of uh, finish things up here, uh, for me, I'm most excited about Jesus Lozado. I'm excited to see if Jesus Lozado embraces the situation which is in front of him, which is he's going to be the two. Like, he's going to be seen as the two and the pressure that comes with that. I'm excited to see, can Trevor Rogers return to somewhere close to 2021? I'm excited to see if Edward Cabrera can put a full body of work in. If all of these things happen, plus Cueto does his thing, like, this rotation will be wonderful. Wonderful again. Um, It could go the other way too, but we won't dwell on that. Nervousness. I'm like you. I'm a little bit nervous around Johnny Cueto, but I think he'll be fine. It's just starting off with these niggling injuries is not optimal, and so I hope the Marlins don't rush him. But what I am nervous about is the pitching depth. If one or two of the guys are out for any prolonged periods, I'm just not certain that the the upper kind of upper minors level, the AAA guys, um, it's as deep maybe as it has been in the past. And so the Marlins could could definitely struggle against what is some. You know, some really dangerous-looking offenses here in uh, in 2023. I think quietly, Daniel Castano is going to do something to change the season this year for us. He's mm-hmm. had a wonderful spring, I think, for the most part. And, you know, we're lucky he wasn't taken off waivers when they, they uh, DFA'd him. So yeah. uh, I'm looking forward to D.C. having a good year, too. Yeah, ever-dependable uh, Dan Castano, no doubt the Cowboy. Um, and uh, yeah, I think uh, there's a good chance, I think I said it maybe on yesterday's episode or the day before, uh, I think there's a good chance we see, you know, eight starts of Dan Castano in, in 23. I could absolutely see that that happening. Uh, we are long for time, but I hope you've everyone's enjoyed this one. Uh, thanks for making Locked on Marlins your first listen of the day. And thank you, of course, to the Loud Marlins fan, Chase, for hopping on. As always, it was uh, a wonderful conversation. Guys, This is a daily podcast, so I'll give you a spoiler right now. I'll be back tomorrow. I'll see you then. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get louder, guys. Have a good one. Thanks for having me. Let's (laughs) go.